Now, when most of us, Joe residents, think of land development services, we think of building codes, construction issues, the Board of Zoning Appeals, but we don't usually think about this department and the environment. Welcome to Fairfax County's EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. This is where we talk about everything environment here in Fairfax County and especially what the folks from our Department of Public Works and Environmental Services do to maintain, protect, repair, and improve our lives. But today we're also talking about the county's land development services. And today we're speaking with Bill Hicks, director of LDS. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. So I was reading up a lot about this and... It says right when you go to the LDS webpage, the mission, and it talks about the environment right there on the county's website. And it's something that if I wasn't looking for it, I I wouldn't have known. And then when you dig a little bit deeper into the mission of land development services and and certainly what the Board of Supervisors has laid out for the department, the environment is pretty much top priority. Tell me a little bit about that. That's exactly correct. You know, our mission is this. It's to facilitate the safe and sustainable building of our communities. So in there, we have two parts. We want to make sure our buildings are safe. They're safe from flooding or they're safe from fire. Or if they do have some sort of catastrophic event, you can get out of those buildings. But it's also to protect our environment and to preserve that environment for our community. So um, backing up just a little bit, tell me a little bit about how you got into land development services and kind of a little bit about your background and how that ties into the environment at all. So interestingly, earlier in my career, I was a Peace Corps volunteer. I lived in Central America and I, um, I built water systems. I'm an engineer by training. And I spent two years doing that and really enjoyed kind of being in a community and making a difference in that community. And when I came back to the United States, I had to get a job. And um, I've, I've been working in local government for some time. I was a, um, I was a uh, Chesapeake Bay person in the city of Alexandria. I was a stormwater person for the regional commission. And before coming to the county, I was a public works director in the city of Falls Church. Wow. And, and I've been with the county for about six years, uh, most of that time in uh, land development services, or we call it LDS. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like we're really making a big difference there. I was... I don't know, taking a back's not the right word. It's just something that you, you don't I, I work uh directing the show for the um the Board of Zoning Appeals all the time and they talk about what needs to be done, all the all the rules that for development, um and, and maintaining the, the look and feel of the development and and everything. And so this was really uh, really exciting to to read a lot about this. And you may mention the Chesapeake Bay and the sea CBPO, Chesapeake Bay Preservation Ordinance, and, and, and a lot of stuff like that. Tell me about how LDS and, and the support of what Fairfax County's environmental goals are and how they, they work together. You know, I, I think um, the county has a strong environmental vision, and it, it, um, it really involves many agencies across the board. DPWES is one of those. LDS is another. The planning department is another. Um, what we do is really in three broad categories, is that we affect um, preservation and protection of the environment through construction. We do it um, with the completed projects. Once they're done and they're already built, we have 
through the design and construction of those projects, there are safeguards for stormwater for the perpetuity of those those projects. Um, there's tree conservation areas, and if you're building a green building, those green facets of your construction are in there. And then outside of construction altogether, we protect those areas um, like resource protection areas that are associated with the Chesapeake Bay Ordinance or um, – we ensure that you're not clearing without the right permissions, um, and we protect trees. We work with DPWS to protect trees. I know uh, working some of the environmental committees, uh, they talk about preserving the tree canopy right. uh, in the county. And, and again, as a resident, and then you start going and getting more involved in the governmental aspects of it and seeing how much preserving and maintaining that is all involved and, you know, green, uh, the Green Streets program and stuff like that and seeing how the engineering design is all involved in that. Um, how was some of your conversations with those folks and the Board of Supervisors gone in kind of looking at that? So I, th I think all of us can, can see that when you build a new building, whether it's a new home or it's a big commercial site, a big multifamily apartment building, that one of the first things that happens is you clear that site, right? We work hand-in-hand -hand with the Division of Urban Forestry Management out of, out of uh, Department of Public Works and Environmental Services. They're part of our review process, and they are looking at each of those plans. They're looking to meet tree preservation targets that are codified in the county's ordinance, and they're aiming for a 10-year tree canopy. That amount of trees that would cover a certain amount of that that property at the 10-year mark. So you plant a young tree. In 10 years, you have an estimate of how much tree coverage that will be on the site. So we're working hand-in-hand -hand with uh, urban forestry management through the designs to make sure that that happens. I know the county is moving further and further along in urbanization. And we talk with uh, DPWES folks, and, and I'm sure some of your background is water, the runoff and where the water goes with so much more concrete and then asphalt and steel and everything going up. Uh, we talk about water and, and just the challenges of, you know, working with VDOT and everything, the challenges of, you know, keeping a healthy environment with the urbanization. Is that something that you're also involved in at all? Without a question, that we have a stormwater management ordinance in the, um, in the county as well as the Chesapeake Bay Preservation Ordinance, as you mentioned earlier. Both of those things really focus on how we manage the water for both quantity, that's how much water flows off of that site, and for quality, the quality of that water, the pollutants that really roll off in that runoff. We, um, we work through the design with the, um, with the applicant. The applicant would say, we're going to build a house or we're going to build whatever we're going to build. And they would have to meet the requirements of those two ordinances. We have reviewers on our site side that, um, that are stormwater reviewers, and they do nothing but review stormwater plans day in and day out. And they're there to make sure that we're adhering to those codes and, and the development meets those expectations by the time it's constructed. So what are some of the challenges 
Um, you know, we're, we're here at the end of the year, and maybe when folks are listening to this, it'll be January, looking forward. You know, we've hit a new decade and looking. Um, what are some of the, the challenges as a director, as you're kind of leading the vision for LDS? What, what are some of the challenges that you see forward and some of the progress that you see coming up? Right. So, um, so one of the big challenges is that, you know, I, I work in, in, a, in a position, our agency is really balancing the needs to see development through with the preservation and protection of our environment. And that is a, that is a challenge in and of itself. One of my staff members just this last week suggested to me um, in his quick look at the rainfall data that we were tied last week for the rainiest year yet. Um, we had a, really? The rainiest year was two years ago, mm-hmm. I believe, and I think we were already tied with that, at least according to his uh, back-of-the-envelope calculations. So that would mean that we are continuing just to see more and more rain as our climate does change. So those are those are two big challenges. Yeah, I remember we had uh, Brian Hill um, talking about something down in the studio one day, and they were asking him about what are some of the things he's concerned with in the future. And it, you know, I you know I know one Fairfax is a big deal. Uh, certainly. Um, affordable housing is, is a big deal. And, and he said what keeps him up at night is what to do with all the water. And it was something yeah. you didn't expect to coming from the county executive, but what to do with all the water. And I thought that was really interesting that that is something that is, you know, with the many challenges that he has to look at, that that was one of the first things that came out of his mouth. <laughs> you know, and, and that's true. We, we see um, – we're going to see 700 homes built and maybe 750 built in the county this year, half of which are in the Drainsville District. Mm-hmm. Um, the Drainsville District was developed, you know, back in the 50s. So we have a lot of that that preceded our stormwater ordinances. And the things we hear about so often in those areas are, hey, there's more stormwater coming my way. Let's be sure we're, we're managing that. And the loss of tree canopy. Mm-hmm. Both of those are really key as we look at our plans. So you need to be aware of so many different aspects. Um, How is the coordination work between LDS, um, DPWES, and some other agencies that you have to kind of all work together to get stuff done? You know, we, um, I certainly am, am in in close contact with Barbara Byron in the planning department, with Randy Bartlett in DPWS, but we've woven our staffs together throughout our organization, and they are involved in in overlap areas constantly. So uh, planning and development has their uh, – they staff the EQAC, but we work closely with the uh, Environmental Quality Advisory Council. Mm-hmm. Um, we work day in and day out with public works. We, um, in, in fact, we probably build more infrastructure that goes into the county system by private hands. It's built and then it comes to the county than we do through our capital facilities group um, in terms of stormwater and other items. And so we have to work day in and day out to make sure that what we're asking of our developers meets with their expectations. Um, and certainly as DPWS is building uh, stream restoration projects, we want to make sure that what we're doing on our side is a benefit or not at least not a detriment to where they're headed. 
That's really interesting. And I know when you sit at um, the Board of Supervisors meetings and there's proposals for really big new facilities that might be controversial and then you have lots of residents coming in and and talking about the environmental impacts that you have and where you know you have the supervisor saying this is going to bring a lot of money to the county and residents also saying that that's great however what part of the county is that in where is that happening um there's some projects that might bring in business or or more tourists or jobs. We have to have to weigh that. That's got to be difficult for for the supervisors to weigh and the developers. And how, how difficult is that? So I'm sure it's difficult. I mean, that's why there are elected officials. They are uh, they are agonizing over those very things because everything is important to somebody, right? Yeah. Um. In most cases, most development that happens in the county happens by right. So it comes in without that board of supervisors. Mm -hmm. It's already allowed by the zoning ordinance. And it's in those cases that we're really just following our ordinances and seeing those through. When the board is weighing in on a new big project, those high value and, and under public scrutiny projects, a lot of times they're negotiating with the developer for voluntary concessions or proffers. Many times those voluntary concessions or proffers are, um, are about green building. And so they are solar panels on the roof or they're building to environmental standards like LEED or they're doing something extra. And once those are set in stone and the board approves those, then they come through the administrative process with LDS and we then make sure that that gets done. How, how does your background – you mentioned the Peace Corps and being down in – and then working with water and, and all that. How does – your your past and, and your history, how does that affect how you tackle issues here or keep a, a mind on the environment? So I appreciate you asking that. I, I'm, I'm a civil engineer by training. I, I focused in water resources. And then I have a graduate degree in environmental management. Um, and so those sorts of things give me good solid footing for keeping the environment in mind. I'm, I've always been a believer that it's um, – that it's important to have folks who are, say, they're environmentalists, and they can stand on the outside of the system and say, you need to do it like this. I've always been a believer that my role is to be in the system, that I am, I am working in land development services in this case. We're trying to build safe buildings, but we're also trying to do it sustainably. And so that's where kind of my philosophy and kind of where I think I, I fit in in this. And I love that because – I always, when I have some folks in here and we're talking, I always talk about their backgrounds and, you know, whether they're urban foresters or they work with the wildlife or you've got a guy like Dave Anglin who is out there every day up to his hips in the streams and looking at restorations. You know, these aren't um, bureaucrats. They're not governmental bureaucrats. Um, they are people that um, are passionate about their expertise and really get their – you know, in getting their hands in working with the environment and trying to make things better. And when you think of government, 
you're not thinking of uh, someone out there, you know, looking at soil and looking at um, uh, riprap and 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 all that stuff. And it, it is it's great to see that passion in almost all the various positions that help support what no matter which department it is. And and it's really cool seeing that. And and I'm sure that ripples down throughout your department also as you work with folks um, at various levels in LDS. That's absolutely the case. I, I get to work with some really great people, really just rock stars. And it brings joy every day to come to work. So what do you bring? What do you bring from from your your time in Central America and your time working at very other uh, other government governments? Um, and how, how what do you bring uh, with you when when you're looking at at, at stuff like that? So I, th- I think I bring with me a perspective that's broad. I think that's very helpful. I think um, I think it's very easy to be specialized. And as you're specialized, it's harder to think broadly and think about how the decisions that you make fit into that broader perspective and that broader community. I bring a value of, of community and public service, and I think both of those things really – I try to lead our organization through, through that broader perspective and, and a desire to really serve our community. Big picture, there's a lot of um, development, like we're talking, that has to do with businesses or roads or dealing with engineering and the water. How does LDS also work with helping residents do their part when they're trying to make adjustments in their home? We were talking about uh, sustainability um, or having them, if they want to do modifications to their home, how they're not having a negative impact. Um, does LDS help out with that also? It does. And I, th- I think there's two strong examples, um, one of which is that we, we very much support uh, solar panels on your homes. We, um, Through the Board of Supervisors, there's an initiative that, that fees are forgiven for that, that work. We have brochures that help somebody move through that process. And we have typical designs, which means that if you use those typical designs, your need for a design professional is minimized. I mean, your costs are are much less. The second way, and this was much more evident prior to COVID, um, because we we would see uh, about 4,500 customers a month come through our permitting office. And if you had your set of residential plans, you could sit down with your reviewer and talk through where you're headed and and your reviewer would help you. Um, We still help you. It's just a little bit more awkward right now as we're trying to work through, you know, we use MS Teams, but I think the generic term is a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. And you have to reach out to us and and set up that Zoom time. But we absolutely are are eager to, to support you in your project. And uh, how uh, how has that been successful? Are residents surprised that that some of those suggestions and help and services are uh, available? So I, you know, I I would say yes, but I don't know their names, <laughs> right, so right, so we'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how do you how do you bring back kind of your environmental message? How do you bring back – I see there was a uh, um, 
conversation you had with your staff around Earth Day last year. How do you bring your message about environmentalism back down to your employees? This is what I do is I just talk about it. Like we talk about the things that are important. One of those things that was really important this year was to figure out how to issue permits while we had the building closed at Heritage, which mm-hmm. remains more or less closed. So we're having those conversations. At the same time, we're working not just that single issue. We're working that whole spectrum, that broader perspective. So during this time of COVID, we have – Uh, launched um, outreach to folks who own properties that are along these resource protection areas that are Mm -hmm. protected by the Chesapeake Bay Preservation Ordinance to say what can and should happen in those areas and really what can and cannot happen in those areas. At the same time, we have really renewed our emphasis on erosion and sediment control. You know, everybody knows when you start a construction project, you're going out there and you're clearing and there's no longer grass and trees to protect the erosion that might happen when it rains. Well, we know that that's a perilous time for for your project and we're stepping up our efforts to really ensure that that that's done in the most eco-friendly way that can be done. And I have encouraged staff to really come up with great ideas and launch them. We have an environmental coordinator, a position that um, I advocated for and we put into place. Um, Brandy Mueller fills fills that position Mm -hmm. right now, and she's just doing really great things. I I imagine you'll have her on this show in in one of your future shows. We we have a uh, a fellow who does GIS work for us. His name is Brett Martin. We've launched a uh, construction complaint uh, interface across our website where you can log in. You can pick a point on a map, describe what that is. It creates a workflow and a dashboard that's available to us so that we can dive in and figure out how to solve those problems and, and solutions. And there's just hundreds of things that you lay the groundwork, you hire really great people, and they carry these these items forward. Well, and, and you, some of the things you mentioned also reminded me there's also um, annual awards for uh, construction companies and construction projects for their environmental uh, stewardship. Um, I've worked those events a, a right. couple times as a producer, and that was really eye-opening um, they even go through the pictures and say, hey, look how they did the riprap here. And, uh, you know, it's kind of it kind of gets into the weeds a little bit. And it, it's a great time. We have representatives from industry. We have staff there. There are land conservation awards. Right. Uh, Supervisor Smith, Kathy Smith, will be there and she helps present the awards. We have um, uh, Representative Jerry Connolly has been there and, and says a word. Oh, so. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't talked about? Anything you would like residents to know about uh, uh, LDS and, and the environmental work? I, I just I, – I, this is what I would say is that when you have a project and it has to be permitted, we want you to know that we want your project to be successful. We want to be your partner in that, and we are working very hard on your behalf for all of those other projects to build safe and sustainable communities throughout Fairfax County. Oh, great. And um, and again, I, I think this is getting some of these this word out about um, how important the environment is to all of the par- departments within 
Fairfax County government, and 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 it's looked at from the supervisors all the way down. That every every decision that is made, um, it seems that you know environmental considerations are 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 out there. So that's that's I always find that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I I guess that is it for for this. If there's did I miss anything, Bill? I don't think so. I just really appreciate being on the on the show today, Scott. Yeah, awesome. Well, we'll have you back definitely, and uh, certainly as we move through the uh, the winter into the spring, and we'll get you back on, and and certainly we'll get more of your um, uh, more people from LDS on to talk about it talk about it so it's really exciting that's it for this episode on envirapod uh if you want to hear more you can find us at fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcast and of course the dpwes website and we'll probably get a link to lds on that also Uh, we're also on itunes soundcloud and pretty much anywhere that you can get podcasts and subscribe to podcasts um, if you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic to be discussed on EnviroPod, email swpdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov or call 703-324-5821. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. And we also have to thank Irene. Irene Hask helps set up all the great content for our podcast. So that's it for this episode of EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. Talk to you next time. <laughs>